bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And this week, (laughs) one of our biggest reality TV dreams Mm -hmm. came true Mm -hmm. when we went (laughs) inside Jeff Lewis's fucking house. (laughs) His house. His actual Ashley, actual, Ashlu, literal home. It's all Mm. about his houses. Oh, my God. That's the whole entire Mm -hmm. reason for his existence. Flipping Mm -hmm. out was about the taste. Yes. The homes. Yes. The flippings. The outs. (laughs) Now, I mean... We know Jeff Lewis. We've known him for years. Yep. We've gone to parties with him. Yep. We've gone to dinner with him. We've hung out. Yes. But to go inside the house. Into the sanctum. Into the into sanctum. You were eye hustling. All of it. Every corner. Corner. You know what's left on the Jeff Lewis bucket list? Riding in his car while he drives. Oh, yes. That's what's left. Okay. That's it. That's it's the it. only other thing we've been coveting. Yes. Just like in the show. That's right. Making the show come true. That's right. Well, he was nothing but a gentleman. He, like, took great care of us. Great he care. He was so fun. Um, we laughed a million times. Yeah. And he's hilarious. And we belong in his house. Um, we're going to move. And, yeah, I mean. Uh, and <laughs> um, the house was impeccable. It was clean. It was... I was just like, oh, I love these floors, and I love these couches, and I love this you wall. Were, you were pretty obsessed with the floors. I loved the floors. Yeah. His taste is, like, really yeah, close yeah. to my own, and um, <laughs> I just think that for my next home, I'm just going to have him do it. You know what I mean? Now, oh. I will say he's getting ready to sell that house, and because he always yep. sells every house, mm-hmm. and he's warming it up. So I think yes. we saw it. it oh, I know, in a warm state. Yeah. Whereas I think it might could have possibly been. That's true. And we've seen so many of his houses over the years on the show that it just felt like I felt like I'd been there before, quite frankly. I know. It's so weird. (laughs) I mean, it's just so weird how you feel like that. Yeah. What a great moment in time. But real quick, (laughs) um, if you are not one of our regular 14 listeners and you are here because you heard us on Jeff Lewis. Um, thank you. Thanks for popping over. Thanks for checking us out. But don't feel like you have to stay if you don't like politics or if you don't agree with our politics. Um, 
which are of the Democratic persuasion. That's right. Megan McCain doesn't agree with our politics, and she's like one of our best friends at this point. Exactly. Crazins. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, look, I'm a butch fucking lesbian. Of course, I'm a liberal Democrat. It's in the Bible. Look it up. It's called Dicocles 421. Okay. Yeah. It, that's the, the, the book ver- of Dicocles. That's the verse, and we go 14. Yeah. T- pa- 14 21. Mm-hmm. Now, I used to try to be in the middle. Yes. But after four years of doing this podcast mm-hmm. and four years of Trump and then the last fucking year of <laughs> QAnon madness, yeah. I'm nowhere near the middle. In fact, we hate people in the middle, <laughs> but not as much as we hate Republicans. And we do talk a lot of shit about Republicans on this podcast. But we also talk a fair amount of shit about annoying Democrats as well, because we hate a lot of them too, especially the reporters. But it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. No. Because if our political shit talking on this podcast isn't going to be centrist enough for you, or you're just overhearing about politics after the last four years we've had, well, guess what? We have a Patreon podcast that's not what? political at all. A Patreon podcast? I know. That's not political? At all. We don't even ever. The word politics doesn't even come up. We do two separate Patreon podcasts a week. There's no politics. There's no ads. The only thing is that they do cost $1. One tiny dollar. If you want to hear a free one to see if you like it, go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. Scroll down the locked podcast until you get to one from September of 2020 called Windows Up Sing Time. It's unlocked and all you have to do is press play. And if you keep scrolling, you'll find another free unlocked one from September 2019 and then another free unlocked one from 2018. Mm. That's three free ones. I just don't remember the names of it. I think one of them are maybe is Tom. Is it Tom Christopherson? Christopherson. Tom Christopherson. Tom Christopherson. You just have to find them. Just scroll, scroll, scroll. Anything. There's there's unlocked ones. There might even be four. But you just have to scroll and look. And speaking of the Patreon memo, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, you told a story on our Patreon podcast about getting in an eye fight with mm-hmm. a dude who worked at Best Buy when you went to buy an audio cord. Right. Well, Chris Bardo, who is one of our favorite celebrities in our Patreon family, mm-hmm. he fucking works for Best Buy in some capacity. I don't know. Is Chris, is he in corporate? I know. I don't know. Is Chris's father the CEO of Best Buy? Is Chris himself? <laughs> We don't know. Is he Chris Best Buy Barto? Oh, is Best Buy named after Chris oh Bardo? Oh my God. Chris Best Buy Bardo. Bardo Best Buy, Best Buy Chris, Chris Barto. Chris Best mm-hmm. Barto. Dude. Barto Buy. Best Barto Buy. Chris Best Buy. Barto. <laughs> now, he's something up, up in the rankings of Best Buy, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because number one, I'm quite sure he doesn't get in eye fights no. with Dykes and Best Buy. Okay? <laughs> no. Number two, after he heard the podcast, he sent this note. Return that auxiliary cord you paid full price for. Sorry for the shitty experience you had. I sent every cord they had online to your mailbox. Love you girls. Always Chris Bardo. This motherfucker literally sent every single kind of cord that Best Buy sells. The Apple to smart, the smartphone, the auxiliary, the auxiliary to auxiliary, the stereo splitter, the Oh, we the love thing. that stereo. We use yeah. that on planes. Yeah. Chris, Chrissy, we use that on a plane every time. Julie and I cannot be separated <sighs> from each other for two. We have to share 
the same headphones on a plane when we watch a movie. We can, <laughs> and if we don't have the splitter, because a lot of times the splitters won't work, or mm-hmm. Julie will lo- has lost every single one, Chris. Yeah. And especially during COVID, every splitter we have is probably somewhere deep in her vagina. And there, the next plane we get on together to go. You're going to look for it. To go overseas. <laughs> there's not going to be a splitter. So then we have to link up the movies, don't we, man? We have to sync yes. them up. Oh, and we can't even handle we're if, professionals the, at if that. the movies are one inch mm. away. I'll be like, oh, what part? You're ahead of me. And then we pause them and get them. He already said and. He even gave. Yeah, the cord, the exact cord that I need to plug in to the phone or the laptop, or actually to the phone, into the mixer. So when the we cord do you went to get. Yeah, that's correct. He also gave these adapters, which are indispensable. And those are definitely deep in the vagine. The, oh, I, I can feel. Uh, sometimes I feel them scratching at me in the middle of the night. The adapters, that's like fucking gold around here, Chris. Gold. The cat gold, takes it and thinks gold, it's a cat d- toy. Gold. So thank you so much, and I will return the auxiliary cable that I paid full price for. And you did make, you know what? It, it, it's it's like a distant distant memory. It never happened. And can you get Julia a job at the Best Buy in Burbank? <laughs> Let us know, Chris. Let us know. Yeah. yeah. Lauren yeah. from California, who has had just given us two gorgeous baller candles mm-hmm. called Cancelled Plans and French Exit. <laughs> if that's not just pitch perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's so perfect. Yep. She sent us the sweetest care package. Oh, my God. With baked fucking treats. Yep. Lauren, you bitch. <laughs> They're already gone. They're already gone. I kept half at my house and half at Meow Meow's house. Okay. And I still ended up eating basically all of them. Mm-hmm. Literally, I went in the kitchen, Julie's kitchen, just now before we started this. And I go, Meow Meow, where's the brookies? Where's the rest? Where's the brookies? They're with the auxiliary cable. <laughs> <laughs> the brookies are gone, Lauren. I, what, uh, you, I, we. Mm-hmm. They're cookies uh, and brownies. I, I, they're cookies and brownies. They're cookies together. and brownies mashed together. And they're fucking delicious. And I basically have been nibbling on them. Like every time I go into the kitchen, I just pop nibbles. a bite. They are, mm, they're, mm, mm, they're mm. violence to have around when hungover. Oh, and I'm a hungover oh. every single day. I'm a hungover every day. She writes. Yes. Loves. You have no idea how long I've been wanting to sit and write this. Thanks so very much for the acknowledgement on air. I don't need it, <laughs> <laughs> but I do love knowing that you enjoy what I send. I listen like a fiend. So this delayed note is no reflection on how engaged I am. Between scraping old Patreon episodes out of the bottom of the vial and stalking for the newest episodes, trust and believe that I'm still hanging on your every word. I know y'all don't need my notes, but I'm going to give one or two anyway in the spirit of, I don't know, love and shared information and shit. I remember in her other note, her saying that she... She's on that Patreon drip and she I like, love that. That yeah, was so it's nice. so great. This paper reminds me of when I was in camp and wrote letters home. She hand wrote this. Yeah. And this I'm is handwritten. Just, we're just like fucking whopping out over Lauren yeah, so hard. The yeah. goddamn brookies are dripping out of our vaginas. <laughs> okay. Okay. So on some episode, y'all were talking about dry hands or hand lotion. It was so long ago that I have to remind myself why I bought some of this shit. LOL. The Nivea cream tins are my life. I keep them everywhere. Purse, briefcase, car, desk, kitchen, drawer, bathroom drawer. The shape is perfect for pockets or small bags, and the cream itself is serious business. Now, I want you to know, Lauren, 
they are amazing. And Julie saw me kiss one. And she's like, what's that? And I was like, nothing. I'm trying to hoard. And you, and then you were like, look at this, look at this. And then you went ahead and put all the tins in your bag. Um, so. I put one in a drawer in here. Oh, good. Yeah. I fucking love it's thick hand lotion and a little tin. It's that's, that's great. The rosebud salve is a close second because it's a bit greasier. I like it for when I need to pack very light and I'm headed to cold, dry weather. I love imagining Lauren popping on the plane with just the carry on. Mm -hmm. She's going to go n natural makeup because she's so pretty and she's just going to use the rose. She's going to multitask <laughs> the rosebud salve. Now um, I let now Lauren, full disclosure, I did let Meow Meow have one you of the did. rose because I already I have that. Like I, I do like already it. have that. And I know she likes things that look like an old apothecary. I do. She wants to be in David. In oh, David's I shop. do. Yeah. I want to be in Rose's apothecary, David. <laughs> it doubles as lip moisturizer and can come in handy if your knees, elbows, ankles need to be restored to decency on the go. And my knees, elbows, ankles, and knuckles need to be restored. She had never used the rosebud salve before no. so i opened it up it was a fresh package from you mm -hmm. she, the tin she did do a heavy dip into <laughs> the uh, the t into the salve mm -hmm. and i and then she was like oh and then i was like <laughs> now put the rest of it on your knuckle and that is what i did yeah i never that's the thing with those things i have a heavy i have a heavy hand yeah but it worked perfect because she needs to be moisturizing she needs to restore the moisture barrier on i do the knuckles because uh, the knuckles they're ripped apart from the hand sanitizer. Yes. The neurotic and use now of just, the hand sanitizer. And, yes. And then which led to the neurotic use of my own hands, scraping my skin off my yeah. hands. The treats speak for themselves. They don't have any drugs in them, but they're still a good time. I, I, the drug the, is called sugar, uh, Lauren, yes. and you're a bitch. <laughs> I bake a lot and usually just force feed things to my friends, neighbors, and coworkers. But hearing you two get excited about treats gave me the idea to freeze and send some to you. Plus, Brandy mentioning Miss Pam's willingness to mail food. Hope you enjoy. Uh, we did. <laughs> now, awkward story time. On one episode, y'all poo-pooed foaming hand soap. I could not abide. One, I always thought it was weird until I stumbled upon this perfectionism. And two, it was from Ulta, so I needed Brandy to understand. During pandemic, when regular hand soap was tough to find, I stocked up on Ulta's foaming hand soap. See? My hand is almost over me already. Because <laughs> she's handwriting this yeah, letter. Yeah. The scents were delicious and it just lathered up like it was on a mission. So when I heard you talking reckless, so when I heard you talking <laughs> reckless, I insisted on sending you some. But see, the universe likes to bully me. So when I went to purchase several bottles, there were, they weren't available. I gave it some time thinking it was just some shipping delay manufacturer nonsense. After a few weeks, I was happy to see it again, but it looked a bit different and the name had changed. Instead of foaming hand soap, the new bottles read foaming hand wash. I was concerned, but the scents were the same. So <laughs> I prayed that it was an innocuous change for marketing or some shit. I got home, opened two bottles of the wash and used it. Trash, thin, yucky, <laughs> stupid trash. Was I crazy? I pulled out a bottle of soap in the same scent. These experiments require a control, right? And used that. Luxury, silky, robust. Why, Alta? <laughs> On my next trip to the actual store, I asked one of the sales reps about the change. She confirmed what I already knew in my heart. The foaming hand wash is fully replacing the foaming hand soap. Fuck 
off Ulta. I'm actually shook that the anyone that worked there knew what was going on with this soap. I'm, I'm impressed. This should, this should be in an audiobook. Ulta, uh, so I tried to put you on the best thing ever, but instead I'm dragging you into my madness over corporate abuse and betrayal. <laughs> Try them both and see if you get what I am talking about. How dare someone manage to invent a foaming hand soap that doesn't suck. I know. And then immediately rip it away. It, it, just like corporate. Just like corporate to do. You know what? Ulta must be run by Enron. Old DGP episodes. Okay, so Lauren had said in her other note, original note, that she has to go listen to old shit because she waits and we fucking turn our episodes in late. <laughs> We're fucking, you know, playing with our playing with our emotions. Uh-huh. So she listens to old episodes. Okay. Now, we don't recommend anyone listen to old episodes of DGP, of course. I mean, it's 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 literally old news. Now, she said we should. She just made an innocuous comment that said we've changed so much. Mm. And then we got all. Oh, like, like existential what? on it. Right. Like, have we changed? Like, right. I feel like we're the same. And, you know, and, <laughs> right. then, and then so now this is her explaining, explaining okay. what she meant. What I meant was that you two should play clips of things you said in older episodes and discuss how your positions have changed or solidified depending on what you chose. I cracked up listening to the early ones because some of it is very different than what you say now. Sometimes in media, people think this is a bad thing. Bullshit. It's called growth. It's called keeping an open mind. It's called being grown. <laughs> and I have definitely changed. You have. I mean, you have. I had no choice, really. <laughs> I mean, what as can you a, do? As a thinking person, yeah. you, you, you thought and you, you, it's called being grown. I think you two are a perfect source of information about self-awareness, continued interest in learning new shit, and showing how being wrong or changing one's mind is normal and nothing to be all emo about. <laughs> As for other That's topics... so fucking sweet, Lauren. Thank yeah. you so much. It could also be fun just to have some we-told-you-so chats like your JoJo and Kiki prediction. Love you both. Never leave us. And thank you for sharing your raw, unfiltered selves with the world. It can't be easy, and I think we need more energy like yours in the world. For reals, Lauren. We need more brookies is what we need. Now it's time for Jojo and Kiki. Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Jojo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. All right. So this week, nothing really matters except our daydreams about Jeff Bezos getting his karmic payback in space. But he didn't. So it's imperative that we talk about how much Joe Biden hates Mark Zuckerberg right now. Mark Zuckerberg and his shitty wife are Harvard (laughs) ghouls that should die in a bootleg fire. And I'm going to apologize right off the bat here because this is going to get real, real, real dicey. They're the most toxic human beings to ever shark tank our existence and no fate is too gruesome for them, in my opinion. I despise Mark Zuckerberg and put him on the level of Osama bin Laden. He's a cult leader who will stop at nothing and he's lucky I didn't compare him to Hitler. Anderson Cooper had him and his derelict wife on to talk about COVID during the pandemic and I immediately canceled CNN regardless of how much Chris Cuomo loves me. <laughs> fuck Mark Zuckerberg and fuck Facebook. If you're still in that dumbass Chinese spy garbage for any reason, you're a tool, period. <laughs> and you know what? We um we lost a lot of money and a lot of real life friends and online friends when I left, when I left the book. 
but it's still the best thing I ever fucking did. Brandy was never on Facebook, but I was. And I'm so happy I'm not now. I can't even tell you. 27 different trolls impersonate me on Facebook to catfish morons. And I still don't care. <laughs> nothing will make me want to go back there. It's toxic and tragic and I want nothing to do with it. What is your excuse? Good one. So clearly we hate Facebook and we always have. It actually doesn't matter that every single negative thing we've ever said about them have, have all come true. It's completely obvious that it would. It's like standing at a wedding and saying, no, they're going to get divorced. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Of course they're going to get divorced. Everyone does. Way to go on that Tuscan chicken, Shanice. But predicting divorce at weddings is child's play. It's betting the field on high stakes craps in Vegas. You're a fucking amateur and it shows. But I digress. You know what else is amateur hour? Saying you hate Facebook and it's toxic garbage and nothing good happens there, but you need to do it for work and you barely get on. And when you do, you only look at Bravo podcasts or creep on your friends from high school. So you're not affected by the racist algorithm that radicalizes people into extremist belief systems by funneling fake news and hateful posts that are meant to do nothing but divide people. Mm hmm. Right. Got it. Yeah, because like Amazon or Walmart or beef or gas, people may hate that shit, but they feel dependent on it and they're too scared to quit. And that's also part of the algorithm. It's designed to keep people on there as long as possible and to show them everything they want to see. But our bitter, cynical rants about Facebook are nothing new and everyone already knows all that shit. But what they might not know is that President Jojo Biden also hates mm. Facebook and its evil leader, Mark Fuckerberg. So it all started after the 2016 election when it became clear that Facebook was responsible for saddling us with Donald Trump and his rotted family. And in the process of doing so, they basically ruined the entire fucking country. Shout out to England, who also got destroyed by <laughs> Facebook via the Brexit vote. Holla! By micro-targeting specific demographics and groups and feeding them upsetting fake news and rumors about the other groups. Jared Kushner, Cambridge Analytica, Russia, and the Koch brothers basically pulled the most epic shitster in high school history, and they did it all using Facebook. And Barack Obama and Joe Biden watched it all go down from a front row seat on the last months of their presidency, mm -hmm. and there was nothing they could do about it except turn the keys over to Trump. Then Joe Biden, for the first time since 1972, <laughs> literally, had no job in the United States government, uh, and frankly, no job at all. Yeah. So he basically had three years with nothing to do but look at fucking Facebook. Yeah. And as we know, it's rotting garbage trash no matter who you are, and I'm sure that wasn't lost on him. But then, the minute he announced that he was going to run for president... The Zuckerberg shit really hit the Joe Biden fan. The sheer amount of lies and fake news being spread around via Facebook specifically about Joe Biden was, well, it was unbelievable. And the thing is, this time it wasn't just Russia doing it. It was also Trump. Trump had a whole team dedicated to spreading false information and lies on Facebook to slander Joe Biden. He was so scared to go against him in the election that he called up the president of the Ukraine and asked him to dig up dirt on Hunter Biden. And then him and his shitbag sons used Facebook to spread all the lies and rumors and unsubstantiated claims about Joe Biden blackmailing Ukrainian officials to get his son on the board of a Ukrainian gas company where he made $900 million a month. Mark Zuckerberg was at the White House every other month having dinner with Trump. Mm. 
He accepted money from the Trump campaign for ads that were filled with blatant lies, and he knew they were. He didn't care. At one point, he accepted rubles from Russia. He literally got paid from Russia to place fake campaign ads about our election on Facebook, and they paid him in rubles. Mm. He wanted Mm. Trump to get reelected more than anyone, and he did his best. And it wasn't until after the January 6th insurrection when it became clear to Mark Zuckerberg that Trump wasn't going to be able to get the results overturned that Zuckerberg finally kicked him off Facebook. And the only reason he did that was to kiss Biden's ass. But too bad, sweetie. It was too little, (laughs) too late. During the 2020 election, Joe Biden wrote an open letter to Mark Zuckerberg saying, The Biden campaign has proposed meaningful ways to check disinformation on your platform and to limit the effect of false ads. But Facebook has taken no meaningful action. It continues to allow Donald Trump to say anything and to pay to ensure that his wild claims reach millions of voters. Then he did an interview with The New York Times where he said, I've never been a fan of Facebook. As you probably know, I've never been a big Zuckerberg fan. I think he's a real problem. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, he, and is. he is. And then later in that same interview, he went on to say that his issue with Facebook is that it can host false information with no consequences, whereas a newspaper would be sued. Well, fast forward to today, mm-hmm. and that's just what the Biden administration wants to do. <laughs> Take away the clause that allows Mark Zuckerberg to exist in a fucking vacuum where there are no consequences for their harmful content that he allows on a stupid site. <laughs> According to the White House press secretary... Our queen, Jen Psaki. 60% of the COVID fake news floating around on Facebook is coming from just 12 sources. Okay? 60%. And though there are a handful of well-known established doctors who aren't fully on board with the vaccines, the main disinformation that the Biden administration wants to hold Facebook accountable for is the shit that says the vaccinations are magnetizing people because they contain microchips that are used to track them. That QAnon bullshit has been shared hundreds of thousands of times and shows no signs of slowing down, despite the White House flagging it and requesting Mark Zuckerberg get it the fuck off there. And Joe Biden is fed the fuck up now. (laughs) He said in an interview last week that Facebook is killing people, Mm -hmm. which was... (laughs) And then Mark Zuckerberg came back and said that the Biden administration is using Facebook as a scapegoat for their own failure to get the country vaccinated. Mm. I don't think so, sweetie. Again, sweetie, no. (laughs) No. Just no. Okay? That's complete and utter bullshit. Anti-vaccination madness has been dominating Facebook for years, well before the pandemic. It's a toxic, dangerous place that's literally good for nothing. We know Biden hates Mark Zuckerberg, and we know he hates Facebook. He said during his campaign that he wants to break up big tech monopolies and he wants to revoke Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which is the clause that shields social media companies from being held liable Mm -hmm. for their shit. So far, toward that effort, he picked Lena Khan, a vocal critic of big tech, to lead the Federal Trade Commission, and Tim Wu, also a critic of the tech industry, on the National Economic Council. He also signed an executive order directing federal agencies to take action against consolidation in a variety of industries, including technology. But now is the fucking time to act. If anything good comes out of this pandemic, it needs to be regulation on the infodemic, huh? (laughs) That's you, that's you. (laughs) Infodemic, go ahead, quote it. That's killing us faster than COVID. Well, now it's time to talk about another piece of shit asshole and douche capades part douche. (laughs) 
segment called douchecapades and it's pretty self-explanatory it's basically douchey people doing douchey things while other douches watch and celebrate and today we're celebrating douchecapades in space part douche the jeff bezos version wow just, it's oh, it's hard it's hard wow from mark zuckerberg to this just i uh, last week uh, uh, uh. the douchecapades in america reached an all-time high mm-hmm. literally when british billionaire douche sir richard branson <laughs> became the first mega-rich civilian douche to fly to the very bottom edge of outer space. Mm. This week, the tax-evading, philandering Amazonian douche, Jeff Bezos, became the second mega-rich douche to fly to the edge of space. But he took his douche ship 11 miles higher than Branson's went because Bezos said where Branson went, quote, wasn't really space. I am loving the word douche right now. (laughs) I am loving the word douche. I can't get enough of it. But unlike Branson, who used a carrier plane to fly his little douche rocket up to the edge of space, Jeff Bezos used an actual fucking rocket that his company Blue Origin built. On top of the rocket, there was a little carrier capsule that had four windows, six chairs in a circle, and a table in the middle. The rocket blasted off from the Blue Corn Ranch or some shit like that in West Texas, and it was controlled from the ground, so there was no pilot on board. Just three giant douchebags and an 82-year-old female aviation expert named Wally Funk. Don't fake the funk. Don't fake the funk. Wally Funk is a fucking legend, so kudos to Jeff Bezos for allowing the one former astronaut (laughs) and the one with all the experience on board be the only woman on board. But that's the only thing he will be getting kudos for. Well, I will say that stylistically, the rocket situation was way cooler than Branson's, Uh which was just like flying on a dumb fucking plane. (laughs) Even the seat arrangement on Branson's was just like a plane. Yeah, like a virgin plane. Yeah, and it said virgin just like it says on his regular planes. (laughs) It was ordinary and boring. It was fucking stupid. So Bezos was definitely right about that. His whole thing was infinitely better than Branson's. Mm -hmm. And now it didn't seem like Branson really went to space. No, it didn't. And Jeff Bezos put an actual rocket you know, his yeah. dream crotch rocket right right up there in 11 miles into space. Let's break down the capsule a little bit because we found it to be very interesting. So even though there are six seats in the douche capsule, Bezos only took three other people with him. So besides Wally Funk, it was Bezos's brother uh, and Oliver Damon, who is the 18-year-old son of a Dutch billionaire hedge fund manager. Oliver Damon took the place of an anonymous donor who bought his seat at an auction for $28 million and then couldn't make it. Just couldn't make it. The auction had over 7,600 bidders from 159 different countries. I guarantee you Jeff Bezos outbid them all so he could ultimately handpick who would go on the trip. Mm. There's no way some douchebag outbid everyone only to say he couldn't make it. (laughs) For $28 million. Uh, Can you please call Jeff Bezos? I cannot. I, oh. (laughs) My BS, I have things to do, the dog, the, my cars. They literally my cited foot. scheduling. Oh, I just, there's things to do. They don't know it's me. They don't know it's me <laughs> in my country of um, Scandinavia. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the fake of Moldavia, the fake country where Julie Andrews lives. I'm sure you're right. I mean, that calculated jizz douche would not have left one thing to chance outside of his control. One, I absolutely agree with you. Apparently... 
the only qualifications for going on the trip, besides being a filthy rich twat bag, were you had to be able to endure three times the force of gravity for two minutes on the way up and five and a half times the force of gravity for a few seconds on the way down. And passengers had to be between five feet and six feet, four inches tall and weigh between 110 and 223 pounds. So for anyone who didn't see it, the deuce ship looked like a huge white dick with a black feather on it. <laughs> the feather I thought was cool, though. Mm-hmm. The rocket was the shaft and the passenger capsule was the tip. After the giant penis blasted off into the air, it flew all the way out into space and then the jizz head separated off and the douchebags inside (laughs) floated around in zero gravity space, acting like toddlers in a bouncy house for the very first time. Three grown men took a billion dollar dickhead into space so they could toss a ping pong ball back and forth and throw Skittles into each other's mouths. And to that we say... You're sitting there playing on the phone, man. Grown man playing on the phone. Grown man. You're a grown man, homie. You're a grown man playing on the phone. You need to be ashamed of yourself. Get a job. Grown man playing on the phone. Ain't got nothing to say. Grown man. Grown man. You're a grown man, homie. Grown man. Still living with your mother playing on the phone. This is real business. It's real talk right here. I said somebody like today. You playing on the phone. Like an idiot. I mean, there are no words better said than that, okay? They barely even looked out the window. Jeff Bezos wants to act like he wanted to go to space to change his perspective by looking down at the Earth and seeing the fragility of the atmosphere, which is the exact same thing that Sir Richard Branson said, by the way. That piece of shit condom monster barely even looked out the window. So then, after three grown men played on the phone inside of a penis tip in space (laughs) for four minutes... The dick tip then free falls halfway down to Earth before three gigantic parachutes come out of the top. And then it becomes, as Julie said when we watched it live, a skydiving dick. I mean, it's basically a $28 million skydiving trip from space. I have to say, I'd rather, I'd honestly rather do that one in the, in the dick rocket than go real skydiving. I think that it looks less scary than real skydiving. Yeah, because you're in the dick tip (laughs) capsule. Because you're inside of a room. You're inside of a little room. Exactly. You're inside of a little room. I mean, not for nothing. A dick launched into space and spent 11 minutes there. It's fitting. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Literally and figuratively. It came apart. It blew up. And then it went back down. 11 minutes. I'm no expert, but... And I think Richard Branson, four minutes looked about right. And four minutes. Four minutes. And his was even... Exactly. And his was even less. His was even less. Uh, ultimately at the end of the day we've said this before it's the same thing as Richard Branson Jeff Bezos literally said the same shit they're doing the same bullshit I think it's clear though that 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 between the the space race that they're all talking about it's so textbook just the the penis the penis tree of it all it's just whatever and it's easy and it's low-hanging fruit and blah 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 and fine and it's fine with me I love I love it however Okay, well, it cannot be denied that the thing looks like a giant dick. And and just these, and they're all men, and they're yeah. and the, this that's racing, and it's a competition, and they want to pretend, and they're they're pretending the whole time that it's altruistic, and it's about helping, and it's about humanity, and the the exploration, and the science, and at the and at the end of the day. You know, maybe some people want to believe that because there are things like we have said that do come out of it, microwaves and GPS and all that kind of shit. But at the end of the day, we have it all. We, we have, have it, it all. I don't know what else we possibly could figure out except for, oh, how about these things? Let's stop factory farming. Let's stop using animals for medical testing. Let's figure out a way to detoxify the earth. Let's stop climate change. Let's stop homelessness. Let's stop food insecurity. Let's get people working. Let's let maybe we can figure out a different way to put for- the trash. How's the diapers <laughs> yeah, going to right. biodegrade? What are we doing with all the garbage? Okay. Did you do that on your trip when you were throwing ping pongs at each other and <laughs> eating Skittles? 
Did you do that? And your dickheads trip? No, you didn't. And you never fucking do. So it's just bullshit. It is just bullshit upon bullshit upon bullshit upon bullshit. It from, is, the, from the richest man in the world who doesn't didn't pay a dollar in federal taxes, not personally, Jeff Bezos himself did not pay a dollar, mm. and the company of Amazon did not pay a dollar. I mean, th- these are facts. These are facts. Right. And this person wants to sit interview after interview, and, and especially when he's sitting in his uniform costume, of which made him look like the douches that I see who are riding their bikes in full costumes down the street. Like, you're not in the Tour de France. You're Julie not in always, a race. Julie always yells in the car and makes fun of whenever <laughs> she sees someone on a bike with, like, the outfit on. Like, on, like... Like, you have brands on a shirt, like a tight shirt, Boulevard. with your zip-up zip, zip up top and 14 different water bottles like you're in the fucking Tour de France. <laughs> if you just had regular bike shorts and a plain shirt and all your water bottles, I could I could abide. The dude could abide. Yeah. But now you're doing a thing where it's like... They almost look like they have a number on. Yeah, they, exactly. It's they have like, a number on. everyone else in the it's race? It's like Frejeunet and Benetton <laughs> and whatever the fuck ads. And, like, you're not in a race. You're just you working out. <laughs> yeah, you're, work- you're working you're, out. You're exercising, sir. You are exercising and you're in a costume. So uh, not just any costume, a costume that is meant to be like you're on a team that you're going to do something. <laughs> and you're not. You're not doing anything. And this is what they're wearing. Full aviation outfits. And you know that they. You're doing nothing. You, um, In fact, you could have worn probably jeans. You probably could have worn jeans because there wasn't even a pilot on board. You know, you literally sat in the tip in chairs. And hoped for the best that you'd float back down to earth. What if anything had happened? Nothing. I don't even <sighs> think there was a steering wheel in there. No, no, no. They, they, well, they have no skills. They're they couldn't use nothing. it if there was a something to do. This was, if there was an Apollo 13 situation, it wouldn't have even happened because there was nothing to Well, I was crossing do. my fingers. And we all were gone. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant <laughs> Facebook Fox News army that follows them. Also, because of or in spite of the incessant meowing of fucking dumpling in the other <laughs> room. <laughs> dumpling! America is filled to the brim with corrupt corporate cocksuckers from Mark Zuckerberg to Bill Gates. Sociopaths who amassed their fortunes by exploiting the bureaucratic barf bag of the United States government and who are now increasing their fortunes by exploiting the fucking pandemic. And the more we argue over vaccines and blame each other for why we're still dealing with the coronavirus, the more we ignore the people who are clearly profiting off of it. Mm -hmm. The endless barrage of fear-mongering and shaming and meowing (laughs) wherever you look is exhausting and depressing. And that's why we need Julie to find any so there's that story that will give us hope that we aren't going to end up in world war three over vaccines (laughs) you know what this little story i i it's 
the timing couldn't be better. So it's just like what you said. Last week, we did a medium dive into the douchebaggery of Richard Branson and his stupid fucking space uh. flight. And this week, as we've all heard, we got to do another deep dive into a bigger douchebag. <laughs> a way bigger douchebag. Going bag. further into space, fucking Jeff Dumbfuck Bezos. Now, I know that all these huge billionaires give to charity. You mean like how Jeff Bezos gives to charity by divorcing his <laughs> fucking wife, who, by the way, started Amazon. Oh, right. And then she then goes and vows to give away her billions yes. while she dates a teacher. <laughs> you mean like that? Sure. Kinda. I guess, I guess all billionaires give to charity. Kind of. Kind of like that. But the tie that binds them all together. Tiny dicks. Ah, you know what? Let me put that on the list. In addition to tiny dicks, malignant narcissism. Oh, yes. Malignant wah, narcissism wah. is pretty, pretty common. It's pretty common. It's pretty common. But well, not malignant narcissism. Not like this. You know what I mean? Like, okay. We're talking about, you know, everyone's got some narcissism. We've all got narcissism. Everybody's got self-love. Everybody fucking needs to take care of themselves. We're talking about a bloated, malignant narcissism, which blues. Donald Trump and Jeff Bezos are the same. That's what I'm talking about. A person uh. who cares about their own fucking aggrandizement only. And you cannot, there's just no argument here. So Jeff Bezos isn't going into space as a way to help anyone. He's going into it to make money. Elon Musk, Richard Branson, they're, 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 this, they're on a list of narcissistic assholes who do charity <laughs> or philanthropy because themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like literally yeah. their thing should be because themselves. Now because I'm not, me. Because me. Because me. That's why. I'm not saying one shouldn't feel good about themselves by giving without a return or doing something or even making money. But Jeff Bezos, particularly as we saw today, is a selfish micropene who, along with his other doucheman friends, are continually and systematically making sure to tell us that what they're doing is for the good of humanity while their companies are literally destroying the earth. Fuck off, Jeff Bezos, and your endless fucking boxes, <laughs> bitch. We've always, we've always said that we think the best form of charity is helping people by literally helping people. <laughs> and this is done by hand helping people. <laughs> yes, by, by actually helping people in a microcosmic form of, let's say, handing an individual money, for example, or... Helping people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's done in the form of helping fucking people. That's correct. Acting is... <laughs> nothing more than simply pretending to act. And that helping people is... Nothing more than simply helping people. Exactly. Or even pretending to help people, but not doing something else and calling it helping people exactly. is not actually helping exactly. people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, for example, a billionaire could, let's say, buy probably 100,000 people homes and give them those homes so they can live in them so they are no longer homeless. Rather than going into fucking space. When you're looking for a billionaire who is tangibly impacting people, normally, like I said before, it will be through a foundation. I don't want to take away from the fact Jeff Bezos does have some education fake foundation and Richard Branson does do some bullshit and Elon <laughs> Musk and they do some fucking bullshit, whatever. You know what I mean? And then there's regular people who like, you know what we do. We give to Greenpeace or we save the children with the, the you know, all the yeah. things we see on TV. I could give, you know, you don't have a lot of money. You give $20 here, $20 there. You see a homeless person, you give them 10 or 20 bucks and you're doing all you can do, you know? 
and I, or you volunteer or whatever. And yeah, it feels good. It does. It makes you feel good. And it should because helping people should feel good. But hard pressed are the days where we find real, true, good Samaritans. But then I read this story. Meet Elliot Middleton. Elliot Middleton is a 38-year-old man who owns a barbecue restaurant in the deep, deep South Carolina. Oh, my God. I heard about this barbecue restaurant in Toluca Lake. We got it to go to. It's oh. called Uncle Andre's. Oh, oh, oh. I know. I, I know. How am I, why is this the first time I'm hearing about this? I was going to text you yesterday. What are you doing? I know. I looked it up. I saw ribs, and I just almost oh my my, God. I, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to die. Uncle fucking Andre's. That's oh we, We're already there. We are already there. Well, I'm very excited. Okay. Well, this is just adding to my excitement about this. So Elliot is also a sort of a, an accomplished and home-taught mechanic. He and his father worked together for 17 years. And in 2004, they opened their own mechanic shop where they ran that for 10 years. So he fixed cars for like a good part of his life and he did it with his dad. In 2020, he decided he wanted to open a food truck. So he went and he opened the food truck. And then in, in the same year, apparently, that food truck became a brick and mortar <laughs> thank you shark tank um <laughs> during the damn pandemic now of course the story of the dad and the, the restaurant and the whole thing that's its own story but we're not going to focus on that i want to get in the weeds with that this is during the pandemic whatever his dad dies and oh, no. he's he's he lives in a rural community Dumpling, i'm gonna have to ask you <laughs> to bug it he lives in a rural community where he sees a lot a lot a lot a lot of poor people a lot of poor people who don't have cars and don't have any way of getting anywhere. So what he started doing was he started, he would fix people's car. He would fix them up for free, but then he started fixing up donated cars, just dead cars, like cars that had literally 400,000 miles on it, or oh, no. a car from the nineties or a car, like old cars that were just going to be junked. He took them in and he fixed them up and he started giving them to the people without cars in the, in rural, in Southern, in South Carolina. And he said, we need to remember communities that have been forgotten. He said people recognize major cities and forget rural towns and the people in them need some help. People who walk miles to vote or work or go to the doctor or elderly people who don't have any money. And there's and this is an area there where there's no Uber or Lyft and public transportation is barren. And so the only way that they have of tra transportation is to have a car and they don't have the money to have it. Well, he has been fixing up cars and literally just giving them to people. So with a car, it opens up a whole, you know, world of jobs and possibilities. And it's just like if somebody, if they don't have the money and they have to live, they can't apply for a job 50 miles away. So they end up working in a fast food restaurant because that's all they can do. That's all the only place they can get to. Now, you can sit and read all the stories of people that he just simply helped. And it is so fucking touching. <laughs> like these stories so touching. Uh, Elliot was able to get some financial donations and then he started a small nonprofit. And as of today, he's working on 100 cars. He hired a small staff. And due to the exposure he's getting, he said his phone is ringing off the hook with people who want to donate cars. And he's got 800 cars that are waiting to be donated. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And some people donate cars that even work. Exactly. I'm, sh I'm sure. Fix them up. I'm sure. Now, you and I are cynical cunts. Yeah. I'm sitting here wondering um, if he can fix us up like an old Ford Bronco. Oh, God. Of course he could. If we could get a Ford Bronco, he'd fix it. He could fix it. I mean, he can fix any uh, old car lately. Literally, been, he can. Like, I'm like been looking at like. There's just a lot I would be interested in. It's really hard to find somebody <laughs> who knows how to fix those. Is it? Oh, my God. I yeah. would fucking die. Classic cars at this Ugh, point. I mean. Like I saw well, a Pinto and thought, 
I thought it looked kind of cute. The Pinto looks good. Yeah, I saw. The Pinto looks like, good. It'd be hard to get. The Pinto you know. looks good. Yeah. We of course live by the quote: "Every great cause begins as a movement, becomes a business, and eventually degenerates into a racket." And that is Eric Hoffer. But I found th this Elliot, his gentle, giving spirit, authentic. And when he says he's helping people, he, I just, I believe him. He doesn't get anything in return. He's never made any money off of these cars. And maybe he'll make some money now that he has a small nonprofit, but he deserves it. Good. He's exactly. He's Good. helping people. He's literally handing people freedom, a future, self-sufficiency. I thought this story appearing the same week as the space tourism race disguised as important innovations for humanity was just the perfect I want to give mirror him a cat. image. I want him to give him a cat. <laughs> I'm just going to say here, we heard about your nonprofit and we want to give you a wonderful cat <laughs> named Dumpling that we like to call Nosy Nance Pelos. I mean, even in the same week where Richard Branson went into stupid fucking space, he then had a whole thing where he made an announcement or I don't know if it's just this week where he stopped or he had stopped a while ago, but he doesn't eat meat now for the environment. And it's like, <laughs> you're such a fucking tool. Okay. Just you just sent a rocket into, you have fucking cruise lines. You asshole and, and then he said on the view that he didn't start doing this to make money he did it to help people and it's like just cut the shit just cut, the shit. Just cut. no one's mad that anyone wants to make money we're mad that you're pretending that you're wanting to help people yeah. Ugh, sir richard branson I, the fact that he's even a sir whatever he just fell into being a billionaire he didn't mean it he hates it he just can't stand it he doesn't eat meat what a wonderful contribution to the environmental what a struggles. wonderful what a wonderful well this is just, to me, like I said, it's the perfect mirror image. And I think Elliot Middleton is a true angel. And Middleton, oh, that's cool. What a great name. Great name. I love all of it. <laughs> yeah. And rather than aggrandize himself, he's a humble healer. That's what I've decided to call him, a humble healer. Uh, oh, you coined that? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Who, Maybe he should call his foundation Humble, humble healing, healing Through Cars. He's healing people. I'm sorry. If somebody gives you a car and you get freedom, you're fucking healed. It's like a healing. If someone doesn't name their kid Elliot Middleton immediately, I'm no going to be annoyed. He felt the pain of the people around him. And rather than exploit their needs and desires, like some other men we've discussed earlier, he chose to help them and if you're interested in his foundation it's called village to village you can look it up on google and he has a gofundme and the restaurant is called middleton's village barbecue in awanda south carolina i don't know if i said that right if i didn't i apologize so i'm grateful to know he exists because i don't know about you but while these billionaires and men fight and compete and squeeze us all for every penny we're worth until the earth explodes elliot middleton is giving people life so there's that So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast and making it all the way to the end. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this. There's no politics. There's no ads. There's no structure. There's no rules. And best of all, there's no pressure to join the Patreon. <laughs> we do two a week, every week, 
But unfortunately, that one isn't free. No, but it's only a dollar. It's a dollar per podcast. You know, and it's just one dollar. You can choose whether you want one podcast a week for one dollar or two podcasts a week for two dollars. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our huge back catalog, which has hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free, ad-free podcasts. If you want to hear what it's like before you commit, we have a free one posted that anyone can listen to. Just go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and scroll down the lock podcast until you get to the one called Windows Up Sing Time. And then just press play. You can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. And if you just want to stick with the free podcast, this one, that's fine. We won't hate you, but we won't love you as much as the people who pay our bills. (laughs) But please go on iTunes anyway and leave us a review. We want to get to 2021 reviews before the end of 2021. And we're almost there. And time is flying, but also weirdly going slow, too. Yeah, Because something that happened three weeks ago, I think, was three months ago. So it's strange. (laughs) But but we just want to get 2021 reviews by the end of 2021. Yeah, that's right. And thank you to everyone who went on and left us reviews after last week's episode. We read them all, and we love you guys. And as always, it's been real, and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay, and it's been dumb. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Stay for the night. Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite of 
transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame So I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom 